Hi everyone and welcome back to uh, Come Read With Me. I'm Rev Chris and I'm with my friend David Ingle. It's great to be with you. From burningheart.org and we are, this will be our last podcast in the Gospel of John. We will finish it today. Um, I hope you have enjoyed it so far, been blessed and uh, watch this space for what might come next. Um, Mm. We may go into uh, the Book of Acts. That's one of that's kind of bubbling up at the moment. But um, yeah, if you've enjoyed this podcast, um, um, good. Hopefully carry on. And if you feel like you can, please do support uh, what we're doing through Patreon. Um, it helps pay for producers, equipment and time and everything like that for everyone involved. So thank you. And um, anyway, I'm excited to get into this because we're in, we're in John's Gospel Resurrection Passages and uh, it's good stuff. So come read with us. Uh, we're about to begin. Uh, David, why don't you lead us in a prayer? I'd love to. Uh, Lord God, um, we thank you that you are are here with us when we come to you. And we pray that whether uh, with us here or those listening or watching elsewhere, that you would come by your Holy Spirit. Um, Lord, and we wouldn't just have an interesting hour, but that we would have an encounter with the living God uh, and that you would speak, change, challenge us. Amen. Amen. So um, the end of the last uh, episode, we got to chapter 20 um, and we finished on verse 23. Now we're starting with verse 24. Jesus appears to Thomas. Now Thomas called Didymus, one of the 12 who was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name hallelujah i remember as we started this gospel you said that about but let's get on to that in a minute thomas can can i ask you a question about thomas sure so my little um footnote says both thomas aramaic and didymus greek both mean twin twin yeah you're you're a twin Mm. do you do you associate with thomas do you think Um, i'm not not as a doubt i'm sure you never doubt but um (laughs) (laughs) um I can't say I have actually. Uh, it'd be interesting. I know Thomas is a twin. It does say that, and um, and it was common to name, but mm. we we don't know who his twin is. No. Um. So. No, I mean, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I think being a twin is certainly an interesting thing. Um, it gives you. A, I don't know. You grow up as a as identical twin. You grow up with an increased sense of empathy, um, because you 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 react 
not necessarily or at least in our case this is what happened you were, like if you did something against me i'd be like oh whatever but if you did something against my brother you'd be like i'd be like oh back <laughs> off you know like you very much live through the other hmm. so like how is he doing is how i'm going to be doing so hmm. there is an increased sense of empathy which has positive effects and i suppose can be negative hmm. um but um yeah, I've, I've, it's like people ask me, what's it like being a twin? It's like, I, I know it's like asking someone, what's it like being- Not being a twin. <laughs> yeah, being a human or being a, you know, so it's just hard to say, but um, what I, I like about Thomas is his frankness, you know, his kind of sense of, nope. Uh, as some scholars kind of talk that Thomas was maybe one, one of the more academic, kind of theologically mm. aware disciples, like he, he acknowledges what it would mean if Christ was raised. It wasn't just like, oh, happy days. And, you know, oh, that's mm -hmm. as nice that he's back. Like Thomas understood um, that if Christ was raised, everything was changed. Mm -hmm. And so you have, in a sense here, the one of the first um, confessions of Jesus as human and divine. Yeah. You know, when and when he sees him, he, he, he says, uh, my Lord and my God. Yeah, he doesn't just say, okay, I believe he's raised from the dead now. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you've been raised from the dead, then you are my God. Yeah, and and he clearly states it here. And, you know, sometimes the word Lord is used in that way in the yeah. Old Testament. And sometimes people argue that, oh, he's saying Lord mm. and it's to do this. But often you can say Lord as, you know, my master or, you yeah. know, da, da. but it's quite clear here. He says, my Lord and, and my God. God. And it's, the, it's a public yeah. declaration of, wait you're raised this means you're god and actually i suppose it's interesting because you were saying both his humanity and his divinity what persuades him mm. i mean persuades is the wrong word i mean that you sort of have this sort of sense of he's just like sort of mm. falls down and like my lord my god you know he's often presented kneeling in yeah. like paintings and stuff is that he's seen the physical body that he's mm. touched the physical body mm. of jesus mm. so it it's realizing that jesus the man has been realized raised from de the dead yeah that makes him realize that jesus is also god yeah so and, it, and it's not and it's not like looking at jesus my lord and then looking somewhere else oh my god yeah it's looking at jesus saying both my lord and my god and there's uh, uh there's an there's an interesting thing here as well that like the way that john then uses that mm. to to kind of I, I think teach the rest of us yeah like so this is one of those things that it's it's an event that happens but it's an event that that john uses to to say more than simply tell you the facts so i kind of think how many people down the years have read this who have a sort of maybe a skeptical bent or mm. a sort of scientific kind of mindset that 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 is is not just oh my friends have told me something i'll believe it mm. And you know he's like you know no, and unless I put my finger in in the side, unless I can prove that he's not just some disembodied spirit, yes. he's not a ghost, he's not you know all, all the all the sorts of things that people talk about. Yeah. Um. Oh, maybe Jesus was an imposter. It wasn't actually Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Um. You know, maybe they had a collective hallucination or something like that. Yeah. You know, all all the other options, mm. which might all still be there if Thomas hadn't been like, no, I'm not going to believe. Yeah. Are, are wiped off the table because uh, Thomas is so explicit, I want proof. Mm. And it's the same proof that like, you know, you or I or, or anybody else who was wanting to really bottom yeah. it out would want. 
and so therefore we have it written down here so that mm. you know the various options are taken off the table that um, also leads me to the thought which is like we always concentrate on thomas in this mm. moment right and we look at him and we think about his doubt and da 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 but think about jesus for a second he's gone through massive rejection and pain mm. and turmoil and separation and then he's raised the from the dead yeah and there's still one of his disciples who's like, like no no, no. <laughs> and he's like he doesn't come in angry he doesn't come in you rejected me you've doubted you're this you're that you know how terrible get away from me if you don't believe mm. he's come in and he's gone peace be with you and he's like thomas come here and mm. he's like put your finger into my side like just think about that for a minute that is like it's crazy like he's like you can literally put your hand into me like touch me like feel this this was for you and i think we miss some of that we miss mm. the resurrected christ is showing profound mm. levels of grace yet yeah again where he's like let me let me help you here mm. and then comes the teaching yeah. like now you believe good but blessed are those and and that's what's you know sort of and and that I mean, I suppose that's that's this isn't John's crafting mm. of of the story. This is Jesus, as it mm. were, um, speaking beyond. Although John then does tie this in with the, the epilogue, but it it feels like Jesus is saying, "Okay, yeah, you've got it right," yeah. and 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 Thomas then almost stands for all of us. Mm. Jesus says, "You know, here I am. You, you, this is true." Yeah. And Thomas goes, my Lord and my God. People often say Jesus never claimed to be God. Yeah. Well, Thomas is quite clearly calling him God and Jesus isn't stopping him. Well, no, no, no. But more than that, he's not, he's not he's just not saying, no, 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 yeah. no. Like, you know, in, um, uh, is it in the book of Revelation where- The angels. Um, the, yeah. the angels there and John tries to worship the angels and the like, angels no, like, no, no, no. Or, yeah. you know, Paul, somebody try, tries to worship him at one point and yeah. he's like, no, no, yeah. not me. Like, you would have expected- uh, anybody who was from a Jewish background will be like, no, 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 do not worship me unless this yeah, is true. Unless you're worthy of worship. But he yeah. doesn't just say, just he doesn't just not say, don't do it. Yeah. He goes, yes, you got it right. Thomas. Now you believe. Yeah. Now you believe. Yeah, you're right and, to. Yeah. And you know, but people who believe without seeing, which maybe come to in a moment, they're even more blessed. Mm. So in other words, yes, this is the right. And I think John is then saying through that. And you know maybe it's saying okay, this is this is the model. Mm. So 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 we're we're not just seeing the evidence. We're not just having the story of Thomas mm. worshiping God. I think this is the sort of the final sort of story in the kind of main part of mm. John's Gospel. We'll come on to the how chapter twenty one fits in, no doubt. But I think you know John is building to a climax and saying right, this is what you're trying to get to. Mm. This is how you and I are meant to respond. We're meant to get to the end of chapter 20 and go, my Lord and my God. Amen. And John and Jesus are both, that's the way well it's done. done. Yeah. <laughs> and I do, well, you, you, you jump in at this point. I do also love that this is one of the, one of the places where um, the Bible talks about me. Yes. Blessed um, are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And that's me. Um, and I feel, um, encouraged but not just in a sort of like so there's a there's a challenge and an encouragement in that for me yeah it draws you into the story mm. I, I also think that the next couple of scriptures next few couple of verses are some of the 
just the best. They're beautiful mm. and they're just wonderful. I, I'm going to read them again. I love this from John. Jesus did many other miraculous signs. Of course he would. You'd expect it, you yeah. know, in a way, of course he did, right? Yeah. And and you could it just, there's so many out there. He did so many miracles, but like, but, and then he's like, but let me explain why I'm doing this. But in the present, he did all these, many other miracles in the present, which are, they're not recorded here. I'm sorry about that. But these ones are written that you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. You just, there's just such a, a joy and a truthfulness and mm. a light, you know, shining. He's done loads of stuff, but guys, this is here so you would believe. And mm. when you believe you would have life in his name. Yeah. And it's just really, I like that. It's just so beautiful and just speaks yeah. into me. I love that. This um, is a reason for the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. it comes beautifully off the back of, mm. you know, that that's it's beautifully crafted. Mm. Um and I mean there's there's so much, you know, he, he performed lots of other signs. People are often, oh well, you know, John doesn't record all the things that that the other gospels do and vice versa. Mm. Well, of course he doesn't. You know, like Jesus was ministering for years. There's yeah. there's, there's no way that you would get everything. Mm. Um uh and and also people sometimes say, oh, you know, um, the Gospels, they're not just a pure record, they're interpreted. Yes, again, of course they are. Yeah. You know, John is is not just writing with an agenda. Mm. He's writing with an explicit agenda. He wants you to know what his agenda yeah. is yeah. and he's he's wanting you to follow it. Um, and yeah, and as you say, believe and life, this is kind of drawing together a lot of strands from his, his Gospel. We've talked about life. Yeah. We've talked about the fullness and the richness of life in Jesus. And he's now saying this is this is so that you you have both. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that's the I think people sometimes think of belief in Jesus as well, we miss that there's almost like two steps. There's there's the intellectual and then there's the trust. You know, you have to believe mm. in the sense of you have to say that it's true. Um but you know, James says at one point, even the devil does that. That, yeah. that doesn't make you a Christian. That doesn't. But these are written so that you might believe in the fuller sense, and that then you might have life in your in His name. And it's like sort of that that you're getting that fullness of life from Jesus, but also your whole life is rooted in and founded on and wrapped up in, mm -hmm. you know, who Jesus is and and what He gives you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Chapter one can I sorry one other thing yeah. there's a textual variance here so um it might be in in the the, the footnotes that people put well, I can't see it but there's a there's a, a textual variant that scholars aren't quite sure which tense believe is in right um so these are written that you may believe it could be that that you might start believing Hmm. So, as it were, this is the gospel for non-Christians. These things are written so that you might come to faith in Jesus. Hmm. Um, or it could be, but these are written that you may go on believing, i.e. this is the gospel for Christians. This is to underline and reinforce your faith. And I've often wondered, is there is there the provenance of God at work in the hmm. fact that the we word. don't know what the original one was? And it's both. And, and it's yeah. both, yeah. yeah. Amen. Chapter 21. Afterwards, 
Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you caught any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have caught. Simon Peter climbed abroad and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. So it's interesting. Is it, oh, I, I was going to ask you a question because yeah. I, I did too. <clears throat> but I was, um, it seems like we had almost like an ending. At yes. the end of chapter 20. Yes. How does chapter 21 fit in with the, the rest of the gospel? Yeah, I wonder if it was later added or if it was part of the initial narrative or if it was a, a letter that was uh, added. I don't know. It's interesting. I do think that. I think like there is a natural end in, verse tw in the yeah. end of 20, which is like classic way to finish something. Mm. But then maybe Peter was, maybe John later or there was discussions mm. about, well, we haven't had Peter back in yet. Mm. Peter has been kind of pushed down, but he hasn't been reconciled. Let, let's let's talk mm. about that story, and um, and and then John's well. Well, we had that wonderful occasion by the the mm. lake, and writes it down, and it's included mm. as a as a as part of the narrative, and it, you know quite quickly is seen as scriptural because they're all eyewitnesses there. Well, it's interesting you say quite quickly. One of the things I was going to say is I don't think there's any. I'm not 100% sure of this, but I don't think there's any textual variants of John's gospel that don't have 21 in it. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, sometimes you see in the, that they're like, we're not quite sure yeah. if this was in the original. Mm. This this is part of the original. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's quite important because you say maybe it was added later and I think it might well have been. Mm. Um, and that's, but but I think but if like, it, But if weeks, it, not, not tens yeah. of decades. Well, it, I mean, it could have been, I mean, who knows but it was added later yeah. by the same writer and he you know talks about himself in the same way yeah. and he talks about how he testifies to these things and mm. that they're true um and i suppose that always makes me think i i suppose one of the things i find myself thinking is 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 why why is it here rather than you you know if, if i was adding something later i might rework it into the you know i might I might put it just before the passage we've just had about Thomas or something like that. Do you, do you know what I mean? And I, I suppose I, I wonder whether whether John is still doing a little bit what we were just talking about that that Thomas is, um, you know, stands for for all of us. You know, he he doubts, but 
he has his doubts answered and then he worships Jesus. Mm. And, you know, one of the story arcs that we've seen going back through the book has been, um, not through the book, but through the last few chapters has been Peter's failure. Mm. And I part of me wonders whether this was actually how he wrote it to begin with. almost like an epilogue, you know, you get the epilogue at the end of the book. And what he was trying to do is to leave us on that note of, the, the restoration of the person who failed mm. so that we not only believe and have life in his name, but we also are left with grace hanging in the air um, and restoration. But anyway, that's just a thought, but Amen. I suppose it is worth, I wanted to highlight uh, and yeah, what, what you said I think was, was very good about how it fits in with the rest of the gospel. Yeah. I mean, as preachers, let's just pull some things out. You know, they're, you know, they, they've gone fishing and, you know, often we we may try to do ministry on our own strength yeah. and, you know, thinking we're going out doing Lord's work and we're just really tired. And then the Lord shows up and says, okay, just throw it to the right. And often we're like, oh, for goodness sake, or, you know, it doesn't make sense. And then a small bit of obedience leads to a massive hauling of, mm. of um, the catch of the Lord. And it's just interesting. I don't know. You can draw different things out as as a preacher like because they've been fishing all night yeah and some random on the beach turns up throw it on the right side you'll catch some and they're like uh, they don't question it yeah they're just like okay i mean i think they do it there's an inter there's an interesting sort of kind of tie-in as well though with with peter's calling yeah so it's a very similar story to the moment when he meets him at the very beginning when he meets him at the beginning and and um there is a few changes in, in that one. They fish all night. Then Jesus borrows their boat for a sermon. And yeah. then he says, go out and catch stuff. Yeah. And catch so much. But other than that, it, it, it could almost be the same story. Mm. There's a there's just enough difference to show that it really isn't. Um, just as an aside, <clears throat> I think this also shows that John knew the other gospels mm. because the story, I mean, obviously John would know the story because he, he'd been at both mm. events. But the call of Peter isn't in his gospel. Mm. And this story isn't in any of the other gospels. Yeah. But there's a sort of intertextuality. They sort of play off each other. Yeah, there's an argument. And, and I think yeah. there's an assumption when you're reading this mm. that you know the story yeah. of the call of Peter, which means that John must have known either the other gospels or known that there were other gospels out there. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Why does Peter go back to Galilee? And it's like yeah. in that first one, Jesus says, come follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Yeah. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I sort of almost feel like it's almost like Peter's sort of given up. Yeah. Like they say, Pe yeah. Peter's sort of gone back to like, what he knows. I've, I've gone back to being a fisherman because I failed at being a disciple of yeah. Jesus. You know, I'm really excited. He's risen from the dead. This is wonderful. Everyone's really kind of excited, but I just got it wrong. You know, yeah. Jesus isn't going to have me back. I mean, and how many of the rest of us over the years have had moments mm. when we thought, yeah, right, I've blown it. Yeah. Um, you know, G Jesus doesn't want me anymore. And then Jesus appears on the shore and he he meets Peter in exactly the same way as he did before. Mm. And then the bit will, will come to, although in quite a challenging way, he then beautifully restores Peter. And yeah. there, there's, there's, there's something kind of... It, yeah you know, and also the that. friends you know his friend he's like i'm going fishing and you guys are like well, they're with him and they're like we'll go with you yeah and you know and then john is the not one. like you're a failure yeah. i don't want to have anything to do they're with, with you. him <laughs> they're with him and then john is the one that says that's the lord 
and mm. he's like oh and he's immediately you know goes to jump in and um and it's just nice to see the yeah the friendship around him as well mm. which is like we're not leaving you um but yeah there is that sense that maybe they've left everything they're devastated they don't know what to do and they yeah return home and they're like well and then it's it's that recall again isn't it it's jesus saying yeah. i'm gonna make you fishers of men yeah and this is a sign and yeah. you can't pull in the amount of fish yeah but it won't rip you know what yeah, i mean that's nice I, yeah. I i love that you know that it didn't break that's didn't in break. here isn't it yeah um where yeah and the net was not torn which and is a great what is that that is something something very powerful and profound there and also you you're always going on about how you have those eyewitness things like mm. that's the eyewitness testimony of a fisherman mm. we caught 153 fish and the net didn't tear yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yes that 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 god never but yes you could but god never gives us more than we can hold or more than we can carry kind of mm. is that what you were thinking or no i think more of the i suppose when i think of the net i think of the church mm. and you know, this net is bulging, but it, it didn't tear. So the church will eventually be the thing, um, the bride of Christ, which mm. draws everything in and it won't be torn. Mm. It won't be done away with. It won't mm. break. It will go through and, you know, nets aren't always perfect, but this one mm. did its purpose and brought them in. And so, I don't know, there's something there in my yeah. mind. Um, it's also interesting that they don't recognise him to begin with, or, but, or, or not. Well, John says it's the Lord. Yes. Then Peter goes and yeah. jumps in. Like and so, then it, then it says that they, and, they and none they, of them dared. Yes. Yeah. Like, like so. I mean, it seems an odd thing to say. Like, you know, if 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 if, if, if I'm hanging out at a park and you're mm. like, oh, hi, David, how are you doing? And you come over to join me. I don't. I don't think to point out that i didn't dare to ask you if you re really were chris lee i'm like yeah i i, I do know you like when yeah. i when i meet my friends i don't ask them who they are yes and the it, thought that i might wouldn't even cross my mind but here there is something about jesus in the post-resurrection appearances which if i'm honest i don't find easy mm. in some ways i'd find it easier if they like just it was always really easy to recognize him but mary doesn't mary magdalene doesn't initially work out who he is mm. here there's a bit of you yeah. you know and emmaus and in emmaus they, they don't recognize until him until the red yeah um, and that there seems to be something about jesus post-resurrection which is not instantly recognizable to people who knew him well mm. and i i wonder whether that's you know there's always obviously also something odd is the wrong word but wonderful about his new body Mm. But it's not a new body. It's the same old body. It's got the scars, you know, mm. last, but we were just looking at Thomas is poking holes, you know, in, in where mm. the nails were mm. and in the, where the spear pierced his side. And yet that's, that story starts with um, uh, Jesus. The doors were locked and Jesus came and stood amongst them. Mm. Like, so Jesus is just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so he's clearly super, a sort of superhuman in some ways, mm. but not uh, that sounds right. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not not in the same way as Superman or Marvel. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't really understand it. Well, maybe it's just to do with, I mean, simply put here, they he he was dead and he's alive, and they were like, well, they're not going to be. 
they knew it was him they didn't need to ask him but at the same time it is really strange because he yeah. did die on a cross so it's not like they needed any more evidence from him so they're just mm. like well we know it's you i don't know Do you, yeah you know we yeah. don't need to but but then i mean i suppose if you think of the other things like the raid yes yeah, they are definite and, like and, their you know, eyes Mary, were, yeah you know they they, they they struggle to there is a sense of, yeah, yeah. I mean, in some ways, it has the ring of truth that they record this because if you were trying to fabricate, you'd, they, they'd be like, well, oh, I saw him, uh, you know, miles away and you could tell yeah. immediately it was Jesus. Yeah. And there is that sort of doubt. And I I mean, I suppose, but yet there's, there, there isn't, people there isn't say, like, doubt in the story. Yeah, like, the door, story is not like, oh no, but it really was him. It was like, yeah. you just need to take it on trust. This was Jesus. We knew it was Jesus. We were his disciples. We, yeah. we, but, but also... There's there's that question, and I, I suppose my only explanation is that it's because Jesus' resurrection body is somehow, somehow well. People more talk. Glorious. I mean, not that I'm putting too much on this, but people who've have had encounters of death and gone to heaven, they say it's like there's a perpetual youthness to the resurrected bodies of people they've met. Like mm. their grandparents aren't old; they are their grandparents, and they recognise them as such. But they are in their mid twenties, okay. and whether who knows that the sense of Jesus' resurrected body was his. I don't know. I'm not putting too much on that, but it's just interesting. Like, there's it is it is Jesus, but it's yeah. like it's not the one that has just left. Who was a bit like 33 and getting eight okay, older. Yeah, yeah. It was more like this is his a youthful, energetic, but same but person. It's, it's not oh, okay. So it's not it's not that he's 25, but or you know that we get to pick our age and like yeah. I'll be frozen in time as I yeah. was as an 18 year old, mm. but that that somehow um, we that he is. He is the perfect. He doesn't have an age. Yes. Um. You know. So he there's he's, a youthful he's got, energy. He's got, he, there's the, there's the youthful energy. He's got the 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 strength of youth. Mm. But you know, probably didn't have a paunch. Or yeah. maybe, maybe he did have a paunch before he was crucified, and yeah. now he's got you know the rippling six pack or what have it. you. Yeah. Um. But also maybe the wisdom of the old. You know, he's got that sort of look of a, a sort of. You know, when you meet an eighty-year-old who just walked mm. to the Lord all, all their life, mm. and they have that sort of calm, serene. You know, so maybe it's like, yeah, okay. I, I anyway, I, I never thought of it like that, and I really like that. So I'm okay. I'm, well, I'm going to go with that. You're, you're allowed. <laughs> you, it's a gift. Okay. Thanks. Um, verse fifteen. When they'd finished eating, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord. He said, You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John. Do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Let's just stop there for a second. Mm. This, you know, anyone who knows the Bible and has been in church a uh, particularly long time, they'll know that the story will be familiar. This is the reinstating of Peter. Yeah. He made three denials. Here are three times Jesus is asking him to confess him. Like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love mm -hmm. me? You know, and so it's like a weirdly counteracting, yeah. and 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 in a in a sense, a psychological healing mm -hmm. for Peter. He's like, I love you, I love you, I love mm -hmm. you, and and Jesus is like, okay, mm -hmm. this is your charge. Take care of my lambs, feed mm -hmm. my lambs. Um, 
you know feed my sheep so um also with the coals and the fish um that you know mm. when he denied him there was this the coals and the fire and you yeah. know there's this sense of healing going on for peter mm. which i think he needed and i think there's something very beautiful actually yeah. in some ways it's quite hurtful what jesus does you know it says peter was hurt because yeah. he asked him three times but in some ways it's a, good, it's a good confession for peter because what i think is going exactly, on there it, you it, know oh he's like oh, i do love you and so in a sense he is allowing himself to believe again of his true love for God because yeah. the enemy will say, you don't love me, you denied exactly. him. And yet Jesus, Peter is then in this moment hurt because he's like, the truth is I do love you. No, I love you and I'm hurt by this. That actually brings massive healing. Yeah. I he, mean, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think sometimes we underestimate the value of, of, of almost actions. And, yeah. you know, like, like if Jesus had been a 21st century person or a, charismatic even what, what have you he'd have been like oh yeah don't worry about it like you, you know and and peter would have worried about it all the time but it's almost like jesus takes him through the pain yeah to show look i've i i i know i know i know you don't need to worry i i do know that glance in the courtyard you weren't just imagining it i know and i'm gonna I'm then going to, as you say, counteract it mm. in with, with something for you to do, which is going to show you that you do love me, mm. and then I'm going to forgive you. And there's like a whole, a whole sort of process. There's something in doing things physically, um, yes, you know, and and not just sort of being slapdash about it. Which the sort of the the the. 21st century people we sometimes get we sometimes don't mm. so you know charismatics we're we're quite into to sort of almost having physical things that we do when we have prayer ministry we often say you know hold your hands out or somebody will come and lay a hand on someone when we pray for them and there's nothing magic about that that doesn't that doesn't make something happen that wouldn't but i think it concentrates us mm. and it helps us to realize that we're doing something mm. and i think that the 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 ones it really reminds me of are actually the sacraments baptism and communion mm. that god has given us physical actions which help us to yeah. remember that that we've that we've really done it you know i have been baptized yes. um you know when i take communion i am physically saying yes to god mm. and receiving the benefits mm. from him even things like using a liturgical confession from time to time i mm. You know, I sometimes really value saying the words of the Anglican Confession, um, but I think there's there's something that helps us to receive, which I think Jesus knows and is recognizing here. That I don't think he needs to do this in order to forgive Peter. Mm. You know, this this doesn't undo the wrong actually, but somehow it it heals the wrong in Peter, mm. which I think is really beautiful. Amen. Um, Verse twenty. Peter turned. Um, sorry, can I just pick up? <laughs> sure. Can I just pick up on one other thing you said? Dave. I really love the thing when you said, as Jesus says it three times. He said, "Yes, I love you. Yeah. Yes, I love you." And you yeah. said, and he realizes, <clears throat> "Oh, I really do love him." Yeah. And I wonder whether that's why you get a different thing at the end when he says, "Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you." Mm. It's almost like he's like, "Yeah, I, I do love you," and you know, that and I you know it. <laughs> Yeah, which is part of the healing. Which is thing. beautiful. Yeah. And and I now know that you know it. <laughs> Amen. Some of you might need to hear that actually. Yeah. You're listening. God knows that you love him. Even mm. if you have hurt, turned away, made mistakes, he knows that you love him mm. and he loves you. 
Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, a rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who <laughs> testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. <laughs> is that it? It is. Oh, beautiful. Is ending. that it? Is that it? Oh, come on. <laughs> it's one of the great masterpieces of all time. <laughs> this is a wonderful ending. This is a wonderful ending. Oh, I love that. If all of them were written down, the all the books and the libraries in the world wouldn't be able to contain them. Well done, John. Well, hat off, because that's a similar echo to yeah. his, his other ending. Yeah. We've written this in order that you would believe. Yeah. Um, is John still alive? <laughs> I always find, I always have this fantasy in my mind that that it doesn't say that he didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's in the rumour spread that maybe John would be alive until he returned, right? Obviously, we think that John isn't alive today because that would have made him like 2,000 years old. <clears throat> At the same time, if Jesus wanted him to stay alive until this time, he could do. And so I have this like, I imagine like, I imagine that John has a silly thing, you know, forgive me guys, I'm probably being heretical in some way, <laughs> but I have this idea that John somehow roams the world still <laughs> and, and he's just watching and paying attention and, and some, and, and just prayerfully praying for the world. And, um, is is you know whether he's in a cave in jerusalem or in the vatican vaults or you know or just in some Cypriot village somewhere living his life but still alive um quite funny you, you said it was a bonkers idea and i mean it is a bonkers is. idea but, but but i love it as well and, <laughs> and i'm now thinking you know is this where this where they got the idea for highlander from? yeah exactly <laughs> or what's the other what's you know old ones or what yeah. twilight you know when they're a vampire and they still... yeah maybe let's not go with the vampire yeah. <laughs> they, they just have to move every so often but no i just um yeah i, th I thought you were gonna say is he like elijah or enoch where he gets taken up where he gets taken up maybe. so he doesn't die well, all the others were were um i suppose killed crucified yeah. upside down flayed beheaded well, the way that Jesus, uh, Peter's death would glorify God. Yeah, but John, no. But yeah, maybe, you know, and Pat Masiden one day, John yeah. was just gathered up. Um, I mean, yeah, it could well be. Although it feels to me like this is written towards the end of his life because he's talking about his own death. Mm. And I think he's anticipating it. So, so when he says, yes. it's, it's like he knows there's rumours around saying that he's not going to die until Jesus returns. Yeah. And they worry him because he knows he's about to die and that will mm. shake people's face. So he's wanting to say, nope. no, no, yeah. you know, that's not actually what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said. Yeah, and it's and, up to and, him what and happens. It, and I'm the, you know, I'm the one he, that was there. Yeah. I, I know what he's talking, I know what we're talking about. Um, mm. And he, which does, I suppose, tie in with, you know, there's church traditions around John's gospel was that John was a very young man when he was mm -hmm. a disciple of Jesus, well, when jesus was alive he was always a disciple of jesus but but he writes this as a very old man and mm. you know there there is i mean definitely peter's already dead by this point because he references peter's death 
um, you know, it, it it has the feel of something somebody writing back in old age. Maybe what you were saying, maybe actually wrote John's Gospel year, decades earlier, and he wants to add this in as a sort of mm. final bit of craft, like you were saying we were talking a few minutes ago. But mm. um, it, it does have that feel of a you know almost like a last will and testament. You know, this the I want you all to know yeah. these truths about about Jesus. And of course, John went on to write one John and two John and three John and Revelation. Or had he already written them? Or had he already maybe Revelation earlier? Just because that feels, yeah, kind of like a young man's vision. <laughs> Do you think? Oh, well, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I don't, so again, church tradition has it that as an old man's vision mm. that he he's I I. I don't know. Funny enough, I was I was I was doing some work on it recently, and and I'd always believed that it was during the reign of the Emperor Domitian, which is in the nineties, so mm. like sixty years after Later. Jesus. And I was reading a commentary, was saying, but we don't know that. Yeah, it might well not be, and yeah. you know that's just conjecture. So maybe, maybe we'll, we'll all get to heaven, and or all the Bible scholars will be like, yes, well, Revelation was written about ninety AD, wasn't it? And and John will be like, no, I I wrote it in thirty five. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Two years after. No, I um. John's one of my faves, and um, I think he his gospel is beautiful, and mm. you know it's been a real pleasure going through it, yeah. reading it with you, and just thinking about it, talking about it, and seeing the the, the way in which John draws in these eyewitness accounts, these beautiful mm. little details, and also the way that he's able to, I don't know, just grasp Jesus in a way that I feel is quite unique to the way that he writes. I mean, Jesus is always glorified and honoured in the, all the Gospels, but I don't know. It just seems this intimacy within John, mm. which I really love. And these long kind of um, conversations of Jesus' words coming out through yeah. John, like, you know, is it 16, 17, 18, it's, it's, 15? Well, 13, 17 it's is, just a, is a single sitting. As a yeah, it's just it's like it. amazing teachings of Jesus. and. Mm. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good gospel. I, I, I think it's also beautifully crafted. Like you, mm. you were, you were saying both endings that were the end of twenty and the end mm. of twenty one, are just boom, mic drop sort of moments. Mm. But I also love how he he weaves themes through the whole gospel. I suppose one of the the things that um, I valued most when I went to theological college um, and to train to be a vicar. Was studying whole books, yeah, and I'd I'd found all my sort of Christian life to that point. I tended to read chunks. Yeah, um, one of the things I've really enjoyed actually about doing this podcast is we've tended to do two chapters at a time. You mm. know, quite quite a large amount in a sort of single sitting, mm. in, in a way that you often don't do. You know, you usually read, you know, an NIV chapter sort of mm. oh, not a chapter, or NIV sort of like, chunk. You know, yeah, so you ten have verses, maybe ten verses, verses or twenty verses or something like that. But of course, it was written as a whole book, mm. and I really valued, which, which even in this podcast we haven't done, having the whole book mm. and looking at the whole thing um, as one message. Yeah. Um, and and I think there's real value in doing that. Something I'd, I'd recommend people doing if you have a couple of hours free at some point, if you're listening, would be to to sit down with a Bible book and just read it like you'd read yeah. any other book. Don't mm. stop at the chapter headings. Mm. You can sometimes get versions of the Bible where they take the the chapter headings and the um 
you, you know, the NIV kind of titles out and yeah. you just get it like it was originally. Mm. And in John's gospel, you get things like, you know, we, we've just finished with the disciple testifying. Mm. And, and, you know, we start with John the Baptist as a witness mm. and, and we have signs uh, uh, which testify to who Jesus is. And he talks about how the father testifies and, you know, testimony and the the evidence for Jesus and who he is is a big theme. Mm. Um, we've, we've talked um, in the sort of ending of chapter 20 about life and again life is a theme that starts in the prologue you know in him was mm. life and that was the light of all people and then that runs through you have i'm the way the truth and the life in 14 you have mm. this is eternal life in 17 that they know uh you the only true god and jesus christ if they've sent you have light you, you have the, you, you it's beautifully woven yes how you you have all these um these themes and then alongside all these themes, you have these sort of characters who, I mean, I suppose this is true of the other gospels as well, but who you feel like you've got to know. Like we finished with with John. Yeah. And then him saying, and you can trust this because I'm writing. I write you know, this is this is me. This is the I suppose you could say this is the only gospel which is signed. Like it's not signed John. So mm. there are some people who think the beloved disciple wasn't actually John the Apostle. Mm. I disagree with them. Let's not dig into that. But he does say the the disciple who I keep on referring to is mm. the, I wrote it yeah I wrote it so it's signed and Peter we feel like we've got to know quite well mm. so there's 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 beautiful sort of story arcs and themes and characters mm. um, woven through this gospel that bring out who Jesus is and help us to understand and believe better which I love Amen. Amen. And you know we've we we've gone through two gospels, Mark and John. And you know, um, I would encourage anyone listening to you know go back to them and read the other gospels. And the gospels for me are always the the starting point. Mm. You know, always for anyone I go read the gospels, just get to know the person of Jesus, get to know him, mm. um, and then um, and then go into other books. Yeah, from there, and uh, you know that that. For me, God was always up there somewhere. I believed in a, a kind of deity figure. Mm. If you'd asked me on the street, do you believe in God? I would have said yes. But it was getting to know Jesus, the person mm. of God, yeah. um, that made my relationship come alive, made my love for God, for others, for myself, for the world, for the Bible come alive. It was it was that that made a difference and and i just i just loved reading the bible in those early days coming a christian just like reading it mm. you know devouring it and now you know i i still i pick it up every day and mm. if i don't pick it up one day i'll, I'll you know miss it and i'll yeah. pick it up another day and i'm currently flicking in the old testament at the moment i've just finished book of samuel about um the prophet samuel and david and and i just scripture is so wonderful and beautiful and grounding and truthful mm. and connecting you with history and truth and i don't know um so i hope that part of what we're doing is helping people fall in love with scripture again through the work of the spirit through what we're saying through yeah. us reading it um and if it isn't your practice to read scripture um definitely listening to it in podcast form like this is a great way to yeah, do it absolutely but I would encourage you pick it up you know yeah. and read it for yourself as well like sit with it have your quiet time read a chapter read a chunk um 
Yeah, read it a whole a book, mm. read a chapter, read a verse. You know, you can mm. read it on, on every level. Keep coming Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I, I suppose I also want to say, I hope one of the things that you might have picked up from from this is because we haven't, like, I think often when you when you sort of listen to a sermon or read a book or watch film or mm. listen to a podcast, there's been a, um, you, you know, everything's been prepared. Yeah. You know, you're, you're talking to someone who's the world expert or something like that. Mm. And, you know, you and I, we we have prayed and read through and studied the scriptures mm. you know more than some people that's one of the great privileges of being ordained is that you mm. have time to do mm. it but at the same time we haven't sort of we've deliberately not prepared lots yes. for these times because we wanted it to to be natural yeah and i i hope that one of the things that that you've picked up is that you if you're listening, um, is that you don't need to have all the answers. There's definitely been times I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know the answer to this? Yeah. And There's other times when you disagree. say, do you know the answer to this? And I was like, no, that's not the answer I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when we disagree. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, what you've been hearing on this podcast when um, Chris has been reading the biblical text is inspired by God. Mm. And the rest of it, we hope, has the Holy Spirit at work through it, but is is flawed and human. Mm. And, you know, so we we don't understand everything. We don't get everything right. Mm. We don't always have something to say about every verse. You, yeah. you know, there, there there's, there's probably moments you'd be like, no, the verse I wanted you to tell me yeah. about was this one. Why did you not answer that question? And then there'll be other verses that you think, why did they dig into that? Mm. And I think one of the things that I'd encourage you to do when you're, when you're reading the Bible for yourself is... Um, is to be relaxed not to feel like you have to answer every question not to feel like you have to have a perfect understanding just come to it wanting to meet jesus in, yeah. in the midst of it and um and and it'll come alive to you because you know the jesus who who we meet in the pages of john's gospel is in a wonderfully trinitarian way also um you know he's part of the trinity he's jesus father son and holy mm. spirit and the holy spirit comes and makes his home as he promises earlier in this gospel in us and when you're reading john's gospel you can say to the holy spirit who um who is one with the father and the son and who inspired john to write it what 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 do you mean that by that mm. and and he can help so i'd really encourage you to to read it even if you feel quite daunted by that don't it's fine mm. and and you can't read the Bible for devotions, as in, you know, to meet Jesus rather than academically. I don't think wrongly. Like, like I mean, you can, I suppose you can make wrong conclusions. You can read Jesus saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and think, oh, maybe he wasn't the way, the truth, and the life. But you, you, you can't get it wrong. There's not a right answer. You're not trying to pass an exam or win a Bible quiz. So yeah, give it a go. I, yeah. Yeah, don't. I mean, the th the simple thing that I would say is, in studying, don't lose devotion. Yeah. You know, keep devotion at the heart of reading the scriptures, and you know, the lectio divina. You know, the divine reading, the, the the practice of of reading the Bible, acknowledging that it is authoritative, acknowledging that it's the word of God written mm. down, um, acknowledging that. Come to it prayerfully, and the spirit, and be open to the spirit to, to speak to you, mm. to move you. Um, and, um, you know, the, the Bible is in, you know, living in that way that unique in that way, in that it can come, it can just pierce you it can, it can, you know, speak to you more than anything else. And I, I think one is because it is obviously, you know, scripture and it is 
the word written down but also this if you are open to the spirit moving in you it's like the holy spirit and the the scripture come alive in new mm. powerful profound ways that just make sense sometimes and move past your own understanding to something mm. deeper and bring you into a deeper relationship with god so just yeah encourage you to read it encourage you to come open to it encourage you to to know that um in a world that like Pilate says what's you know argues what is truth <laughs> you find truth here and yeah. come to that and mm. and know that read what is complex in light of what is made plain and what is made plain is that god created you god has redeemed you god loves you um hold those true things and have peace mm. with god but thank you guys thank you everyone for listening thank you for going on this journey with us um God willing, we'll be back. We'll see what, what the Lord has. We'll be prayerful about if we continue and if we do other things. Um, and if you have enjoyed this, then let us know. Like um, DM burningheart um, on Instagram. DM me on my Instagram, RevChris7. I always read them all. I don't respond to pretty much any, but I will always read them. So know that. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, it's been a real prep privilege to yeah, read real, the bible with you david you're Thank a you. great man and um and yeah why don't we just say why don't we finish with a prayer heavenly father thank you for the word that we have the bible the the gift the great gift that it is um and lord we we give you thanks for it and we praise you for it and lord help us to to see scripture and, and read the Bible as it should be read and to honor you with our thoughts and our words and our deeds and in picking up this Bible. And I pray, Lord, that this podcast in some small mm. way, Lord, you would use it to do great things in people's lives, that it would bring blessing and wholeness and healing to people. And then, Lord, we thank you for everyone listening. We thank you for those people who have spent time um, with us and in your word. Pray you bless them and heal them and strengthen them and May each one know that they're loved and precious and, um, yeah, bless and guide them and bless us all, Lord, as we work out our faith with fear and trembling. We praise you for you are good and worthy of all praise, Jesus. We bless your name and we pray your blessing on everyone listening. Blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and remain upon you this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey guys, this is Rev Chris. Uh, thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and been blessed. If you'd like to support me, then you can head to my Patreon and the link is in the bio. God bless.